Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Reverend Don Lewis coming to you from Witchschool.com. Are you looking for the best in pagan and magical education? With more than 12,000 pages, Witchschool.com is like having your own personal library with individual learning assistants to help you study. And Witchschool's Anyone, Anytime, Anywhere education system is available any place on earth, anywhere you are and anytime you want it, as long as you have an internet connection. Witchschool's lifetime memberships are a great value. They really do last a lifetime. They've been there for years, and they'll be there for years to come. So get your membership today at witchschool.com. You're listening to Pagans Tonight. Pagans unite on Pagans Tonight. Many paths, one network. For over five years, we've been the place to connect with the best, brightest, and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night is Pagans Tonight. Good evening, good morning, good night, good second breakfast, whenever you are, wherever you are. My name is Laura Gonzalez, and I'm very happy to welcome you tonight to Lunatic Mondays, a very special Lunatic Mondays. We have tonight Wendy Rule. I'm going to, in case you live under a rock and you don't know who she is, uh, a little bit of her biography, wild, passionate, and empowering Australian visionary songstress. Wendy Rule weaves together music, story, and ritual to take her audience on an otherworldly journey of death and passion. Drawing on her deep love of nature and lifelong fascination with the worlds of mythology and magic, Wendy's songs combine irresistible melodies with rich aural textures and a rare, rare personal honesty to create spiritual music. For the past 13 years, Wendy has committed to an extensive international touring schedule and now spends six months of each year in the USA. A fully independent artist, she has developed a loyal and dedicated international fan base. Dedicated to a life of spiritual growth and healing, Wendy shares her insights and wisdom through beautifully deep and visionary lyrics. Each of her albums is a transformational journey that weaves together ancient mythology mythological themes and Wendy's own stories of love, loss, grief, and joy. The results are epic, unique, and powerful. Alongside her music, Wendy is also celebrated as an international mentor and teacher of spiritual self-development. Her online course, Living a Life of Magic, which she presents with her husband and magical partner, Timothy Bandiste, is the culmination of him, her many years of spiritual practice as a witch. Fiercely independent, Wendy has carved a unique path through the music mainstream, renowned for years amongst the world's alternative spiritual communities. She is now deservedly gaining a much broader following. Her unique life performances and her beautifully atmospherically and rich emotive songs continue to entice an ever-growing audience into the, her magical realm. Um, first of all, I'd like to apologize for butchering that uh, biography but my reading is really really bad <laughs> also my voice is a little off i've been sick the whole week but i'm very honored very happy and extremely nervous <laughs> to have you tonight on the show wendy rule how are you i'm really well laura yeah i'm sorry to see to hear you haven't been well but um sounds like you sound fine and your reading was fine I, you know, I can feel how it's taking me a little extra effort to get my voice out. Um, mm-hmm. 
And and I'm sure as being a magical songstress, you can identify when it takes you a little bit extra effort. It's really hard like to, to get it out. But enough about me. Uh, how are you? How you been? I know you just came back from a trip to Australia. But first of all, how are you? Uh, I'm I'm well, yeah. I kind of am pretty much over the jet lag. We arrived back a week ago. Um, and we flew. We actually flew back into um, Las Vegas, where we began this um, this tour. We drove across from where we live in Santa Fe, New Mexico, across to Las Vegas, and did some shows there, and uh, took part in an amazing um, ritual gathering, and then flew out to Australia from there. So we flew back there, and then drove back home on, and got back late Tuesday night. So, yeah, I haven't really been home yet for a full week, but. Already today, I went out and took a really lovely hike and just connected with the with the land again, and um, that was lovely. And just when we left, when we left in um, Santa Fe at the beginning of May, um, there was a huge snowfall, you know. So coming back now and the weather's just so beautiful and summery. There I was, you know, with my putting my feet in the little stream that I was hiking beside and seeing butterflies and wildflowers. It's it was really beautiful. It made me very happy. And you are one of the few people that I know that are the real deal into nature. You constantly uh, share with us on your social media that you're hiking, that you're walking, that you're in nature. Um, I'm assuming this uh, is something that you uh, connected with since you were little, since you were a child? Yeah, very much so. And I think, you know, it was... Um, the main pull for me towards paganism and I've always felt that inherent magic in nature the two have always gone together for me so you know my my love of nature isn't just scientific and it does have that element I'm fascinated by the workings of nature but it was always had a sacred element and when I was a little girl you know I'd be calling that sacred element um you know it'd be fairies I'd be I'd you know be saying to my mom oh I want to go out and hang out, you know, in this park or go out to the garden and, and, and play with the fairies. And I'm sure I was, you know. And now I still, of course, I still believe in fairies, but they're not so um, visually apparent to me now as they were when I was a kid. But now I see that sacred energy as being spirit, you know, the great life force and it's in everything. So for me, like spending time in nature is as vital as breathing and um, of part of the reason you know we've we've moved to Santa Fe is the epic and easily available wilderness um, close at hand. It's an amazing, very small city with yeah just incredible land around it. So that brings me great joy. And that obviously translates into your music and your art. Uh, but you grew up in a city, didn't you? Yeah, I grew up in Melbourne, but I had this really weird uh, Melbourne, Australia, and which is a really big city. I mean, it freaked me out just being there over the last few weeks, um, thinking, oh, my God, how did I live here? Everything's so busy. And it's great. It's like one of the coolest cities in the world. It really is amazing. But, wow, so busy. And But we, I grew up in the, in the suburbs, and I had um, – my mum was a really interesting, both my parents are really interesting people, but my mum, 
she kind of raised us in a we had this weird house the only old kind of house in a very was a very Edward Scissorhands type situation where we had the weird old rundown mansion and everything around us was kind of 1950s neat gardens and brick veneer and stuff and we were on an acre of land and mum kept goats and chickens and we all did you know and, and sheep and there's a lot of overgrown energy and places that we weren't meant to go in case there were snakes and so it felt even though I grew up in the city it honestly felt as a little kid like I didn't even know the boundaries of the one acre block that we were in it just seemed so vast and so full of mystery places that we weren't meant to go and secret corners and uh, lovely shady glades under trees and things like that so yeah I think maybe that was instilled in me this this love of nature even though it was in the city and I I guess I'm a big believer in my teachings of reminding people that you can find nature anywhere because we are nature you know tap into ourselves and you'll find nature and even if you're in the city you've still got the sky and the gardens that you can walk around and local parklands and things like that and you can find ways of connecting um, for me, my need as I get older is greater and greater just for, to be in big wilderness, you know. But nevertheless, wherever I travel to, I'll make sure that I go and at least to the local park or something like that and replenish myself. And uh, being a, an urban witch myself, I grew up in Mexico City, one of the busiest as, as uh, Melbourne cities in the world. And... Um, I was thinking about it last night because the birds are wild and crazy at three o'clock in the morning. And I was wondering <laughs> what is so interesting at three o'clock in the morning. And then I was actually reflecting on that fact that even though we're in a city, we still have trees and these birds still make it their business to come around here and give us the, the joy of their song. At three o'clock in the morning, I'm awake. I'm I'm a very very late night person, and uh, they're my companions on spring and summer, and I appreciate it. I don't appreciate it as much when I'm trying to go to sleep at five and they're full force, <laughs> but uh, it's it's fantastic. So Wendy, um, you must know that the the wildest wilderness in nature I've ever been is actually when I met you in person at PSG 2015. And yeah. I wanna I wanna share with people that um, when you know an artist and you know their music, you feel like you know them in person or personally. And of course, when I saw Wendy Rule, the first thing I did was scream and run to hug her, and <laughs> and I was like, "What? Oh my God, it's Wendy Rule!" And ever since we've been planning this show, or in my head, I've been planning to do something with you. I am your biggest admirer. And of course, this show tonight is the cherry on the cake for me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. And of course, I have to ask you all these questions that I have about your Go music. Um, yep. One of uh, one of my favorite music uh, songs um, is uh the one that is called oh my god I forgot the name now um it is Sawin and the bell is saying there is oh yeah stuff. that's called dissolve yeah dissolve, dissolve I have to ask yeah, you, it go ahead 
Uh, yeah, it's an opening track to um, Worlds Between Worlds. Yeah. And I'm always I'm a little bit obsessed with Day of the Dead and Samhain and all of this uh, culture of death and honoring the death and, and rebirth and all of that. And I will be a fool if I let you go without asking you how, where do you get the inspiration for that beautiful song? Wow. Well, again, goddess, mother earth, nature. And hey, you know, I'm a Scorpio. I'm born on Northern Hemisphere Samhain on October 31st, which is Beltane down in the Southern Hemisphere. But strangely, the astrological stuff, even though our seasons switch six months, astrologically, it's, we stay pretty true to form. So I'm very much a Scorpio and connected in with that energy of Samhain, of um, death and rebirth. And it is actually the primary theme of of my life's work is to honor the honor the underworld and to help other people and guide other people into honoring the underworld and by the underworld i mean you know the um the the shadow side of ourselves and also the the darker side of nature the the under the earth the, the dark moon you know the winter the bone um so i guess that song um Thinking of the lyrics, you know, just Samhain and the veils are thin. You, uh, I cannot force them to dissolve to our, our power. The Samhain and the veils are thin. Um, is, um, I guess, that we need to enter into a place of acceptance and allowing. It's a very yin energy, the Samhain energy. We've got to dissolve into it and, and allow ourselves to be absorbed by it rather than be pushing outwards against that darkness. And so really that whole album, Worlds Between Worlds, opens with this request of the listener to let go, let go of your preconceived ideas. And, you know, the chorus to that song is, you know, what will it take to cross over with the echoing line saying thought, um, uh, what will it take to cross over faith beyond will or thought beyond mind? It's been ages since I've sung it, but it's got all these lines saying that it's about letting go of your will, letting go of your logical thought and and entering into a place of faith and trust in the deep, deep cycles of death and rebirth of nature. I think it's like the very core of what it is to be pagan, to embrace and allow and and celebrate those cycles of death and rebirth. Thank you so much for that uh, insight into the lyrics. And um, what I was going to ask you, and I ask all my guests pretty much the same question is, um, how long you've been uh, uh, practicing pagan? I know you identify as a witch and, and a pagan, obviously. Um, and you mentioned earlier, you grew up pretty much in nature and you still are so in touch with nature and you see this vine there but when do you actually make the conscious connection of this is paganism this is being a witch yeah that was 25 years ago um well actually a little bit more a little bit less well, let's say it was about no it pretty much coincided with the birth of my son and he's 25 so let's say 24 years ago around about when he was six months or one year old and part of the I don't know, part of the process of connecting with his beautiful soul and that opening process of birthing and 
just something there was a, it was an epiphany and I found this incredible connection to spirit that I needed to I needed to find form to a way to honor it I didn't know it, I didn't know what to do with this enormity of connection and so I began researching and you know the way I bet you when you ask people about this that it's always this strange series of events that leads you you know there was a little shop near where I near where I lived and it was like something out of Diagon Alley you know it was called the esoteric bookshop and it always seemed a little spooky and it smelt of strange and beautiful incense and there was a strange and wonderful man in there you know and I don't know, I'd never kind of got the courage to go in, I guess because I must have known deep in my heart that it would be life-changing. And when I did enter, the very first day I entered, I overheard someone talking about witchcraft and I said, tell me more, this is awesome. And they directed me to books and I got that lovely feeling that so many of us do when we find whatever path it is that we're meant to be on of that, oh, this is me. This is this this all fits into place. Magic, nature, mythology, tarot cards, crystals, the moon. You know, it's like, wow, okay, there's actually a community of people who do this. And I was so excited and so relieved. And yeah, have been a very, very dedicated practitioner and since that time and not following any particular path always and still continuously on an ever evolving path of searching and refining and adjusting to what fits me at different stages in my life you know and I continue to get more and more and more free form in what I do you know yeah and um, I, I'm still going to ask you about other songs that intrigue me but what thank I want to ask you is uh, oh, thank you uh, you don't know how happy you make me um, when did you start singing? Well, kind of that same thing that I was saying when I was a kid wanting to go out into the garden and play with the fairies. The way that I did it was singing and making up little songs for them and for me and kind of like Pooh Bear in those wonderful books, you know, humming little tunes as I walked around and I just always sang and um, very, very much a part of me. But it wasn't until, I didn't think of it as performing. It wasn't performing except in things like Christmas pageants and things like that when I was little. And then it wasn't until later in high school, I was about 15, that some friends kind of challenged, dared me really to audition for the school musical, which was a 1920s musical called The Boyfriend. And I, we all went in and auditioned for the um, chorus parts just, to, just as a fun thing to do. They're, they're fun things, you know. And I ended up getting the lead role and um, I loved it and I loved learning the songs. I loved performing for an audience. I was very shy, you know, to start out with. It's hard to believe now, but I loved it. So I, I did that and then I did the following year in high school, my final year, I played Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. And by that stage, I was well and truly hooked and um, began taking singing lessons as a classical singer and then... Um, you know, like kind of um, opera voice production stuff. And I did that for five years and then moved on to jazz when I was in college, got a little jazz group together and, yeah, but loved it but could never quite find the thing that I was meant to do until I began writing my own songs and that co that that coincided with me discovering witchcraft. So that 25 years ago was when 
these songs just came pouring out and became my first album, Zero. And um, speaking of that first album, uh, there are so many songs that are just beautiful, but the one that gives the name to the album, Zero, can you tell us a little bit about how that song was birthed? Yeah, I can. Let me just quickly check the my, the battery on my phone to make sure we don't run out of juice. Hang on. Sure. Why don't I still actually look, still play? looking okay? Oh, okay. okay. If you're going to play a song, um, maybe you could play it, and I'll plug my phone in, and then I can tell you about it afterwards. Awesome. I'm gonna put you on mute, then Wendy, and we're gonna try to find zero. And of course, we don't have it on rotation. Rats. Uh, okay, <laughs> that is not good, but we do have a number of songs, and I know uh, Hunter Dowell, one of our listeners and most faithful follower of this show, uh, was talking about home, so let us go ahead and listen to the song, and we'll be right back here on Lunatic Monday. Oh 
Pagans Tonight. Pagans unite on Pagans Tonight. Many paths, one network. For over five years, we've been the place to connect with the best, brightest, and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night is Pagans Tonight. And we're back here live on Lunatic Mondays. My name is Laura Gonzalez, and I welcome you to Lunatic Mondays if you just tuned in. We're here with Wendy Rule tonight. Uh, Wendy, how's your phone? Oh, it's good. Yeah, it was okay. I just wanted to double check because it can be a bit dodgy sometimes. So it's all fine now. And unfortunately, we didn't have zero on the rotation, but we listened to Home. And that's a beautiful song, of course, as all of the songs that you uh, present. Do you write all of the lyrics? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Most definitely. I write, I write the whole thing. I don't do the arrangements. Um, all the, especially in that song, you would have heard the lovely cello solo. Um, Rachel Samuel has been my musical partner for, well, since the beginning, you know, and, um, and she always writes, or usually mostly writes her own cello parts, but I'm kind of overseeing and guiding each of the musicians that's involved in explaining what I want and how I want it, and but allowing a lot of space for them to be able to improvise and bring to the song what their expertise in their instrument can bring. So there's a um, definitely a certain level of collaboration, but um, for me the most important thing is, you know, I, I come to them with a song, usually play it on guitar and give them a chord chart and, um, and then work towards, um, I guess, um, actualizing my, my vision of what I'm hearing in my head that the song wants to be and you know sometimes I get nice surprises that it turns out a little different and equally lovely you know but uh, yeah so I definitely write the songs and all the lyrics myself and it's kind of like a question the next question like the chicken and the egg but what comes first yeah. the lyrics or the music Oh, it's not quite so simple as just one and then the other. It's usually a pretty kind of, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, a, I don't know, it's, it's it's a union of the two. Often what comes first is a concept, an idea, and then, and then maybe, you know, I'll have that, oh, I want to write a song about that, you know, or I want to honour that feeling I've got. And then I'll be, you know, walking along and a word might, jump out or a little phrase or it might be a melody might come to me and I think ah oh, that's going to be perfect for that particular song and then then it'll be a matter of um kind of um working up both the the melodic aspect and the words at the same time refining them and you know taking them to the guitar and messing around so it's kind of symbiotic I guess is the word I'm looking for that um yeah that that they evolve together and Occasionally, I'll sit down with a guitar and just write a melody and think, wow, I really like that. And then I'll often record it on you know, my iPad or something, just make a really rough recording and store it away. And then when I do get a particular idea for a song that I want to write, I'll listen through to past melodies that I've collected. You know, I, I, I write most of my melodies when I'm walking in nature and I've got my, you know, my phone or something with me and I'll just sing a little sketch into it and capture it so the fairies don't take it away again like they often do <laughs> um and then yeah just refer back to some of those but i i still you know laura in all honesty i still don't understand <laughs> my creative process and i think most artists will say that i sometimes if i'm feeling creatively blocked i'll look at these cds you know i'll be at a gig and i'll see my 
table full of CDs, and I think, how the hell did I do that? <laughs> how did that happen? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know. we didn't need to explain yeah. it. We just know you take us places that we probably will never have gone if, if we didn't listen to your music. And uh, one of those, I have a bunch of favorites, but I guess my second favorite will be uh, Deity. And okay. How how did that baby came to be? Well, that is very much an, a very pure ode to the triple goddess. It was in the early days of me discovering and, you know, knowing that she was worshipped in that form as the triple maiden mother and crone, and it just really did something to me. And, you know, at back in the early days, my first couple of albums, you know, until really until about 10 years ago, I would go through huge cycles of um, of my own kind of emotional death and rebirth, sink into depression and come back up again into joy. And, and you know, there was a lot that was good about that, but it was also very painful. And I know Deity was written at a time when I was calling on the goddess and reminding myself that I'm never alone, that I, that she's always with me and remembering too that, she's within me that I am her that I don't have to be searching outside of myself that I am goddess just as you are or every every living thing is you know and um, that sense of the divine within really helped me through some very hard hard um, times yeah and um, I think I'm going to quickly tell you where zero came from since yes, we didn't get around to that okay. yeah 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 we didn't get to that I'll be really quick when I had that um, inspiration to begin writing songs about my spiritual path, and again, I didn't quite know where to begin. And so I, I was already an avid tarot reader, and I decided I would set myself a task of writing one song for each of the major arcana cards of the tarot. And so for me, um, zero is um, both the full card and the world card and so zero is the number of the full card, but also there's the, you know, that um, oval on the, the that the world dancer is dancing within. So the zero, you know, is such a potent symbol, beginnings and endings, and the egg, and full of full of potential and full of possibility. And so that's how I felt at that point. And you know, I wasn't, I was 30 when I released my, that first album. I'm, you know, 50 now, so I was not. You know, lots of people are releasing albums much younger than that. But for me, I think I had my new baby and I um, I felt like this incredible sense of excitement, rebirth about the epic possibility of life. And, um, and I felt that I was at the beginning of an epic journey. And so, you know, hence the album Zero and that song. And, and the song really is a... You know, I was just getting into magic and those of us that are pra practitioners will know that those early days of discovering that channeling our thoughts and energy in, in a certain way actually brings about results is just so absolutely exciting. And, you know, I was on a high from just practicing magic. And so zero itself is a, is a ritual where I um, honor each of the elements in the four verses and then spirit in the, you know, so cosmic universe bit of it. And um, 
And I often still, on very special occasions, bring out that song in the live setting and very consciously do it as a spell, letting the audience know that that's what I'm doing and would they and are they willing to be participants in that spell? And usually it will be for something broad like love or peace or, you know, something like that. And we raise energy together and, um, yeah, it's powerful stuff. So that's zero. I just didn't want you to miss out things as you asked and I rudely interrupted you. Uh, you can interrupt me all you want. This is your show. <laughs> and uh, there is, I mean, we are not going to have time to go through all the songs that I will want to know and then to listen to them, of course. But uh, is it okay with you if we play another song? Because we oh, I, I really have to share this with the world. If you never pay attention to the, to the lyrics of Zadie, I invite you now to please do so because it's one of the most powerful and most beautiful songs I ever heard. And we have Wendy rule tonight. So here's Zadie. We'll be right back.
And we're back here live on Lunatic Mondays with Wendy Rule. Um, I just want to quickly remind you to stay tuned after the interview. We'll have the room reading for the week and the tarot reading for the week. And then later on, we're going to have Tracy Wood uh, with us. She's going to be talking about the Fox Valley Pagan Pride that is happening on July 22nd. And she's going to be talking to us about this festival and all the musical guests that she's going to have. Stay tuned for that after Wendy Rule's interview, please. And Wendy, we're back with you live here on Lunatic Mondays. Uh, you mentioned earlier that you have, obviously, so much love for tarot. Are there any other songs that uh, you composed, you created, thinking about the major arcana, or is Zero the only one that came to be? Uh, no, a lot on my first album, um, they really obviously referenced that from that first body of songs that I wrote. So obviously there's Chariot. Um, the song Demigod is really kind of based around the Empress, you know, and I'm referencing imagery from the Rider Waite tarot so that I'd wear scattered roses on my dress, you know, all that kind of stuff is, yeah, there's that. I'm trying to think what else. Oh, the the song Child the First I wrote for Reuben when he was a baby, my son Reuben, and that equates to the magician. So um, when I sing in that, you are dexterity and you are ability, I'm really kind of blessing him, I guess, with um, that magician energy of of all those all those gifts, you know, and um, all those tools that he has on hand, just like the magician in the tarot has you know, his magical tools or her magical tools in front of her. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's probably more. I just can't think right straight up. But, yeah, that whole first album is kind of full of them. After that, not so much. I think it was more about just direct connection with mythology. But, you know, I'm thinking of redoing that little writing task and doing another set of tarot songs one day. That will be, to say the least, fascinated for uh, your truly tarot reader and um, so I'm sure nobody has been lunatic enough to ask you this question but I am going to <laughs> do you have a favorite song of Wendy Rule they change all the time it's like some oh gosh uh, I, there's different ones that I love to listen to as opposed to sing um, so to sing, I always love singing horses and that middle, at my live gigs, the middle section of horses, which is on my Lotus Eaters album. I just, to me, it's just like pure joy singing that middle section. Um, I love Odyssey from, um, my very first album, Zero. Um, wow. I love so many of them, but, um, which of course you'd want to, if you'd made them, <laughs> um, Wow, I, hard to know a favourite. It, um, I'll, I'll often kind of dive back into my old body of work and think, oh, I forgot about that song, you know. Like I was thinking the other day of, what other songs should I perform from Worlds Between Worlds? Because at the moment I usually just perform the title track or maybe Singing to the Bones. And I forgot that I'd had that song slow down and that's one of my favourites. Um Wow, um, I love singing Artemis. Um, and of course, my latest album is the one that excites me the most at the moment, so Black Snake, you know, I love I love singing that song. Um, yeah, 
and you know I'm such a moody person that my favorites can change day to day and one of my friends was doing a gig with me in Australia he's a poet from um from uh Wales in the UK and you know this was just a couple of weeks ago in Melbourne and his set list was all very neatly set out and then he had a look at mine and I had this scribbled set list and then crossed out and recrossed out and then I just did things completely different to it anyway because what comes to me that I'm always about tapping into the moment and so I'll change my mind about what song I want to sing at the last moment and I'm kind of the same way with my favorite stuff you know it's um some of the things that might be some songs like I love I love my I love the recording of my sister the moon on um, guided by Venus and I like some of my weirder kind of underworldish type stuff like Inanna things like that yeah I don't know it changes and, and of course we all have we were talking about the songs that we like and I don't want to let you go without asking about two that are on my top. And I I type it this way on on the chat room. I say it's on my top 10, 20, 50 favorite of Wendy Rule. <laughs> and people <laughs> were asking about Creator Destroyer. That is such a work of art and so magnificently capture what the earth is and um, the energies to me, you know, being a, a Latin American person, being a Mexican uh, it reminds me of the energies of the Pachamama, the energies of Cuatlicue, and but what is it behind the songs for Wendy Rule, for Creator Destroyer? Oh, Mother Earth, of course. There's big, big Mother Earth, and I, for me, it's um, I guess my imagining, you know, like it's a cry for help for Mother Earth, and that and and a cry of hope as well of remembering that hey we think we're screwing her up but she is tenacious she will no matter what we do she will come back and and you know it's obviously we don't even have to begin to say to about people you know primarily pagan audience listening that we all know the planet is being raped by right now you know we know that and we know that um in some ways we're complicit in that when we drive our cars or drink out of a plastic water bottle or whatever it is. It's it's just a terrible, terrible era in the human relationship with Earth, but it's going to change. It's either going to change by us not surviving or by us evolving. And either way, Earth and the nature that she holds, even if that changes, even if things become extinct and other life forms evolve, earth isn't going to die until the sun gives up you know and there's a part of me I guess maybe that Scorpio part that that revels in some way in in earth's incredible power when I see that you know natural disasters even though they cause a lot of pain and heartache for living beings there's a part of me that goes well that's who you're dealing with that's mama earth you know she's not to be messed with and um so yeah, it's um, she's powerful, you know. And I guess I really just wanted, when I sing in that song, you know, "Come and Take Over," I mean it. I want her to be the one who wins out in this situation. Uh, yeah, it's a sad time. And I totally agree with you. I have a theory that eventually she's gonna be like 
I'm tired of you, and she's just going to flip over, and we're just going to go into the universe. And, yeah. And she's going to persist. Well, yeah, I mean, it's um, she's a living being in her own right, and we've got to remember that we are cells of her, you know, that we're not something separate from her. We are part of her just as much as a rock or a tree or a flower or an animal is part of her. We are Earth, you know, and... So we're affected by whatever we're we're doing, you know, but we're also part of her story and um, she knows how to self-heal. She definitely does. It's just a matter of doing it in time, you know. And it, I still hold hope too. I really do that there will be an evolution in, in human consciousness where it will be so clear that causing damage to nature or treating animals the way we do is barbaric and and archaic and repulsive and will somehow evolve evolve out of that i hope you know i i like to see the possibility of a really of a really bright future for humanity i'm not giving up humans are potentially incredible beings you know there's just so much damage in there and and one very bad person can do a lot of damage you know exactly and uh, unfortunately we are at the verge of very many things, but let's not get into that. Another song that I must ask you, and this is dedicated to all of your Spanish-speaking listeners, because I know is their favorite. Uh, we played that song until we couldn't play it anymore on Pagans Tonight in Espanol. And we play it quite often here on Lunatic Mondays, too. Everybody loves Hecate. Oh, Hecate. Um, yeah, well... <laughs> Straight up, that's an ode to one of my most beloved goddesses. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. Um, well, you know, I mean, the song just speaks for itself. It's very simple. It has very few lyrics. It's when I say, gone are the leaves on the Hecate trees, and kind of meaning that stripped back to bone, whether it's winter or the dead trees, you know, here in the desert, it's, I see so many of those gorgeous, gnarled old junipers you know reaching their gnarled old dead branches up into the sky and I just think Hecate and to me that aesthetic is so beautiful you know it's um yeah um I want to quickly just say I have sung a song in Spanish that there is a recording of and I don't speak Spanish so I had to get someone to teach me how to do this and it's from the film that I was involved in last year called Boys in the Trees and there is a soundtrack, I believe, available on iTunes, and there's one song um, which is called Hollow, and it's um, it's me singing in Spanish. I wrote the song and, yeah, then got it translated into Spanish. So I can try sending you a link to it. That will be great, and I'm sure your audience who speaks Spanish will love to have it. And we will love to hear, even if you sing the, the uh, phone book, I know you will do it beautifully, but uh, <laughs> we would love to have that. Um, I know you have to go at nine o'clock, but before uh -huh. you go anywhere, I want to ask you, um, do you have any future performances, any uh, spring or summer or fall concerts where people can see you live? Um, the, this month of June, is the months that I've taken off not to perform and the whole rest of the year is just chock-a-block full. 
my next um, my next live event is Summerland Spirit Festival in Wisconsin, and Tim and I will be there for a week doing rituals, workshops, and of course concerts. And then I head over to Europe for gigs in England, um, Holland, Germany, and Greece, and then um, gigs in Minneapolis. Um, after that, it's off to New Orleans for Hexfest, and then. Um, in September, for those in um, Southern California, I'm performing and presenting at a goddess gathering called Goddess Spirit Rising. So that's the first bit of September. And then, wow, back to Australia in October for more gigs. So it just goes on and on and on. It's a crazy year. Um, but, but this month I've taken off just to work on um, and play with the album I'm writing right now, which I've been working on for seven years. And um, it's an album entirely dedicated to the myth of Persephone, um, Persephone's descent. And um, so, yeah, it's um, the album will be called Persephone and it's basically written. And now this month is all about practicing and laying down guide tracks. And then um, we'll begin recording the, main, the other instruments when I'm back in Australia in October. So I'm super excited about that. And so are we. We can wait to hear all about Persephone. And we will love to see you live. For those people who can go to the performances, I just posted in the chat room. And it will be posted on the page for Lunatic Mondays, um, where you can find Wendy Rowland or her gigs and where she's going to be around the world. Wendy, uh, thank you so very much for being on our show tonight. Um Anything else that you'd like to tell your audience before we say goodbye? I want to close with Hecate, obviously. But anything else you would like to say to our audience tonight? Just sending out love and blessings and um, and connection. And please stay connected. You can join up to my mailing list on my website, which is wendyrule.com. And I send out, just as Laura said at the beginning, I send out... Um, Lots of pictures and stories about my time in nature all around the world and whatever else is going on. And I've got Facebook pages. You can sign up on Wendy E. Rule. And um, anyway, just much love and blessings. And I love our great big global pagan family, and I feel honored to be part of it. And um, Laura, thank you. It was really lovely spending time with you. Uh, you have no idea, like I said earlier, uh, I'm your biggest fan, and I know there will be people out there saying, no, I am, I am. No, I am <laughs> your biggest fan, and uh, we love to have you on the show. It's really been a dream come true for yours truly, and uh, thank you so much. I now can come back to the earth and know that it wasn't a dream. <laughs> so thank you so much for being on the show. Looking forward to see you live again. Uh, we were lucky enough to see you in Chicago uh, in 2015. Hopefully you will come back to Chicago soon or we will find each other somewhere else. But thank you. Thank you for being on our show tonight. And uh, good night. And we're going. Good night. Can... Go ahead. Thank you. I was just going to say good night and blessed be. Blessed be. This is Wendy Rule with Hecate. We'll be right back. Thank you.
manager of this station and the founder of the station, obviously. Uh, as the station is coming into a birthday, it's coming into an anniversary, and we want to celebrate and we want to honor the station and everything that is brought to you through Pagan's uh, Tonight Radio. So they're going to be here with us on June 26th. On July uh, 10th, we will have Molly, Molly, Dorian, and Mike, three uh, drag artists. They're going to be talking to us about diversity and gender. That show is very dear and near to my heart because we have all kinds of genders, all kinds of people in this world, and we want to celebrate and we want to honor every single one of them. So we're going to learn a little bit about gender diversity. And on uh, July 24th, we will have another night of tarot and divination. So if you have questions, July 24th is your day to come and have a tarot night in English. For those people who speak Spanish, on June 19th, we will have Carolina Amor, and she's going to be talking to us about divination and different systems of divination. It's going to be a very good show because she knows everything. She knows a lot. She's always studying. I, I tease her. I say she's an eternal student, and she's going to be sharing some of her knowledge with us. On July 3rd, we will have Tomas Sanchez Girard from Stern and Tarot, and he's going to be talking about precisely Stern and Tarot and doing tarot readings all over Argentina and South America. And on July 17th, we have yet another tarot night, this time in Spanish. It's going to be Carolina Moore, yours truly, and whoever else wants to be a reader. Uh, we're open to have more readers on Spanish also. So these are some of the shows that are coming here on Lunatic Mondays. Don't forget to check our Facebook page, Lunatic Mondays, Lunes Lunaticos. There you can see all the events that are happening, all the guests that are coming in the future. And tonight we have a second guest. Her name is Tracy Wood. Tracy is the musician coordinator on and the marketer for the Fox Valley Pagan Pride Music Fest. That will happen on July 22nd at Pierce Park in Appleton. And this is their first year doing this. So we con her into coming to Lunatic Mondays. She don't know what she signed up for. Hi, Tracy. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Should I be scared? <laughs> well, this this show is Lunatic Mondays, and our slogan is anything can happen. So I think I would fit right in then. There you go. How are you tonight? I am great. I am great. Um, I'm going to have to fight you for the Wendy's biggest fan crown, but I think there's a lot of people that would probably fight us for that. <laughs> I win over because I have a podcast and she was my guest. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, the beginning of the show, my heart, usually when I begin the show, Tracy, and believe me, this happened, believe me, all my dear uh, listeners, this happens on every show. Every time when it's two seconds to eight o'clock, my heart just goes to my throat and wants to jump out. But tonight it was like three times as bad. And of course, you know, totally starstruck. I try not to sound starstruck, but I'm pretty sure I sounded like, um, but anyway, um, how are you? We know you had quite a weekend. <laughs> how I, you doing? I did. I had quite 
quite the adventures this weekend, and I just have to say I'm really glad that it's over with. <laughs> you were in the midst of a tornado and about, you say, five miles away. Gosh, yeah, talking yeah. about. Well, I, you know, my, my beautiful car is in the shop from hitting a, a large deer, and in northern Wisconsin, it's it's not, you know, if you're going to hit a deer, it's when. Um, and I've done it every other year now on a pretty regular basis. <laughs> um, you know, but but I wasn't hurt. Um, and and I, I do have to say, thankfully, um, and this might sound kind of weird that people that don't live up north, thankfully the deer did die right away. Um, and that does mean a lot you know, to us pagans that live in the north because we know that things are going to happen and we don't want to see suffering with the animals. So so that happened, and then right, a tornado touched down five miles away, and my husband was in the middle of it um, with trees down on one side and power lines down on the other, and that was and, – and he was just trying to help other people get out of the area. So – that was quite an adventure for him. So I'm just, I'm really looking forward to a little calm night. Um, but I don't think it's coming. We have another storm coming. So, ouch. Yeah, yeah. And I was really glad that it didn't hit earlier. You would have gone to find me on the phone, and I wouldn't have been there because the power would have been out. <laughs> uh, do me a favor. If you are listening to the show, uh, I could listen to myself. So mute all your, um, okay, now it's working, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard a little bit of a feedback. But anyway, um, we're glad that you're here. We're glad that you're safe. We're glad that the deer died right away. We understand how these things work. And we were just talking with Wendy Rule about Creator Destroyer and how Mother Nature is infinitely wise and Mm-hmm. Things happen. Everything happens for a reason. So exactly. that was that. That was the deer's time, I guess. Uh, exactly, dirt, so and that's right. Thank God and Goddess. Um, so tell us a little bit about you. For those people who don't know you very well, I know you're also an entrepreneur and you have your own business. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your business, honey. I do well. Um, thanks for asking. I am an aromatherapist. Um, I make essential oil blends for a multitude of healing, for physical healing. That's how I started uh, way back when is somebody said, hey, do you think you can make um, me something to help with my migraines? And then I started adding in arthritis and fibromyalgia. And so I, I say um, anything to do with physical or spiritual or emotional health, I'm your gal. Um, and I'm just, I've been very, um, I, I don't want to say lucky because lucky is what you make of it, but, um, I, I guess I am lucky though, because it comes intuitively to me where somebody says, I have this problem and what do you think? And I, you know, give me a little time to meditate on it. And I, I come up with a blend and based upon my knowledge and it works, um, so um, I, I think I've just been, you know, touched by something greater than myself to be able to help people through this way, you know, through essential oils. Like, you know, other people heal through different ways. I, I heal through oils. So that's that's my passion. That's what my soul does. 
Um, so that's kind where of where are you? <laughs> where are you on the on the on the side of the on which side of the fence are you? There are people who say it's safe to ingest oils. There are people who say it's not safe at all. Don't do it. And Where isn't that an argument? Think? That is such an argument, too, that people yes. have. Um, I am definitely on the do not ingest them side of the fence. And matter yeah. of fact, I had to shut my mouth a little bit because my aunt, well, my my step-aunt, I want to say, um, I, I don't see her, I haven't seen her in 25 years, actually. We had a little family reunion, and we ended up getting to this little argument on ingesting essential oils because one of the bigger companies says it's okay, and she believes yep. that. And I'm trying to explain to her, well, you might as well just guzzle down a bottle of whiskey every single day. And, you know, and she couldn't make the correlation on how concentrated and dangerous that could be um, because the long-term effects have have really yet to be studied. I mean, the Mm -hmm. the 30-year and 40-year effects. So I'm no, absolutely not, never, ever, ever, um, if you want to get the healing benefits from that plant, well, then make a tincture um, or make a tea, you know, drink the tea. Um, But no. No essential oils internally. And matter of fact, I was just saying to a friend of mine, I wish I could put a, a disclaimer on my bottle instead of do not take internally, but if you take this internally, you're a dumbass. You know, I would, would love to put that on my bottle, but I can't because that's not appropriate. But but that's my thought on that. <laughs> I agree with you that it all started with one of the biggest, uh, or should I say more well-known uh oil producers out there uh they're a corporation of course and so they want to sell their stuff and they are very adamant about yeah you can daily take a drop of this and a drop of that and i'm like ah there's a lot of plants that goes into it and might as well go and eat a tree and see how you right (laughs) exactly you know it's our little it's the little people you know like i said that we have the voice of common sense why do we have the voice of common sense, but yet the bigger companies not? Because, you know, we're not feeding people what they want to hear. We're feeding them what they need to hear. And, yep. you know, unfortunately, um, that only makes us well-known in our circle, but that's okay. Because mm-hmm. at least we can live with ourselves at night. And You know, I so relate with this because I'm a, I'm a tarot reader. I'm a witch for hire. And one of the many things I do is the tarot readings. And I have uh, I do a workshop on tarot as a healing tool. And I talk about different ways of reading tarot. And we talk about how when a person comes for a therapeutic tarot reading, that is what I do, um, they are ready to heal. And they are ready to hear the truth. And as a professional tarotologist, you cannot tell people what they want to hear but you must tell people what the cards are presented in front of you and that's what they will benefit from hearing and I know tarot people uh, fortune tellers or people who do tarot but don't in my opinion take it seriously Mm -hmm. that they even tell the cards not to give bad news or um 
And other other things that I mentioned on my workshop, and I heard this right out of the horse's mouth, entertainers, people who do tarot for entertainment purposes only, they Ugh. pull out a number of cards out of the deck. Almost oh, all wow. of the space. Almost all of the spades are gone. Uh, death, the tower, and um, the devil are out. The lovers are out. Uh, the world is out because they're naked. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so it's, just, it's like ripping, ripping the pages out of a book and then give it to somebody to read it. Like, what? To me, you're just spitting in the face of nature, of all that energy, and there's going to come a time where she's going to be really mad and spit back at you. <laughs> uh, you will think so, but, you know, to each their own, and I think as teachers, as mentors, and as tarot readers, and as healers, uh, each person gets the healer that they believe they deserve to get. Mm-hmm. And so people who want to go with the big corporation to heal on their oils, they're, they're getting what they want. And people that right. come with you, they're gonna get healing. <laughs> you know? Exactly, exactly. And so, just I'm, one more little plug. I am gonna be at the Wisconsin State Fair. So, if any of the people, especially in your neck of the woods, tend to travel up to Wisconsin for that, make sure you come say hello. <laughs> when is that gonna be, and where? The Wisconsin, the Wisconsin State Fair is August third to the thirteenth. Um, at the State Fair Park on I-94 down the road from um, Miller or from the Brewer Stadium from Miller Park. Awesome. So, so thank fun. you it's for so fun. thank you for that. And I'm assuming there's gonna be other vendors and all kinds of good stuff happening. Oh, at the state at the State Fair. Oh yeah. State awesome. Fair is a good time. And so now let's go to the other part of our. Uh, interview intervention <laughs> that you're doing on the show tonight and uh tell us a little bit about the fox valley pagan pride and i am so you... so excited about this so uh the past several years the fox valley green bay pagan pride was your average pagan pride organization where you had pagan pride day you had vendors and you know it was it was a good time um but it wasn't a great time, and we wanted to be great. We wanted to do something to really show the pagans in the community, to show them off, I should say. The Fox Valley, Appleton, Green Bay, Wisconsin area is an extremely diverse, um, large pagan community for, you know, um, I would say a smaller area compared to Chicago, you know. Um, so we decided to have a music fest, a pagan music fest, because, frankly, there isn't any that I know of in the Midwest. <laughs> um, so on July 22nd, it's a Saturday coming up, you know, six weeks, not even six weeks, um, in Appleton, Wisconsin, we are having the first Fox Valley Pagan Pride Music Fest, and you can get all the written information on foxvalleypaganpride.org, or you can find me on Facebook and I can, you know, talk to you about it. But 
we're we're so excited. Um, we have um, wonderful musicians, and I know your favorite, or second favorite after Wendy. You know, can you really have a favorite? I mean, um, we uh, have Celia headlining. Yes, Celia. Yes, Fred. yes. <laughs> now she's from Wisconsin. Of course, you know that. Um, she's from Wisconsin, yep. so. Coming back to Wisconsin is like homecoming for her. Um, she was the first person we thought of when we said that we need to have a music fest and who needs to be our headliner, and she was the first person we thought of. She's a Wisconsin native, so um, so she's coming. And we have Brian Henke, and I just, I'm in love with his hair. So I just, I can't wait to see him and, and, and hear him. Um and he's going to be at Summerland, too, so I'm going to get a chance to hang out with him there and, and talk with him. But um, he's coming. And then two groups from your neck of the woods, um, Sentinel Grove. Uh, and now you're, uh, you're familiar with them, aren't you, from the Greater Chicagoland Pagan Pride? I don't know if you've ever heard of them or heard them. You know, it so happens that when I am at the Pagan Pride, I am working, and I get to yeah, not see any of the um, musical guests. I yeah. hear music, but I'm usually doing reading, so I don't get to... But you're not quite sure who that music is coming from, because you're working. See, that's, exactly. my that, that's my problem, too, when you go to places like this. You don't really get a chance to enjoy everything, because you're working. Um, okay, so Sentinel Grove is an act from the Chicago area, and then we have Random Fractions, who used to be called Three Fifths, from the greater Chicago area. So I actually found both of these groups through the Chicagoland Pagan Pride website, and, and they looked fun, and they sounded fun, um, and I thought, well, we need some you know, local, local people. So mm-hmm. they're coming up also. So we have those four to kick off our first year. That's awesome. How do you get involved into the Pagan Pride organization? I know there's a whole process, so tell us a little bit about that. How did I get involved? Yep. Personally, well, um, I'm a doer. Um, and and I, I guess I like staying busy and a few years ago, um, Mary, who's the one of the founders and you know the head coordinator of the whole Pagan Pride in Fox Valley, uh, put out a, a call for we need some help, um, and I said okay, why not? And so um, I stepped up and decided that yeah, that you know you need some help and I can help and and that was kind of it. Um, more people really need to do that because, <laughs> yeah. you know, organizations like this are not easy, you know, to run. They, they're very time-consuming. Um, and even if you have somebody that comes along and says, hey, I can give you a couple hours a month or even a couple hours on this is one day of the year, you know, every every little bit helps um, as far as, as volunteering goes. But but I love it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I is this going to be the is this going to be the first year for uh, Fox Valley Pagan Pride or the second year? Well, this is going to be the first valley for the music fest. 
You know, we've had oh, okay. regular pagan prides in the past, in, in the past, um, two or three of them. But this is the first year for the music fest. So it's it's a brand new territory for us because we we're thinking huge. Um, Pierce Park that we're at is a huge, beautiful park right outside of downtown Appleton where it's surrounded by neighborhoods and people walk through and they play tennis and they play frisbee golf. And so we're really hoping to get a lot of local interest, people that hear the music or see all the vendors we have. Because um, we have, I, I want to say, well over 30 vendors right now um, and coming to this. And so they're going to see the vendors and they're going to say, hey, what's that? And just kind of walk through. And we're hoping that by we can teach people um, maybe a little bit about paganism, you know, the, the local community that isn't familiar with us, just by the music. You know, music is the great equalizer. And through music, it's a very um, non-pushy way to introduce you know, who you are to somebody. So um, we're pretty excited about the venue. We have It has a stage, so we have wonderful food trucks that are going to be there, and I'm just really hoping that we get a nice, um, you know, crowd from, you know, outside of the area. Got a lot of interest, and we need some of the people from Chicago to come on up and enjoy it. Yes, we do. We need somebody from Chicago to go, please. Make sure you have an empty space on your car, and then call me. <laughs> well, you know, if you haven't been up to the Appleton area, it's not that far of a drive. It's um, four hours, four hours tops um, mm-hmm. to Appleton. You can come up, spend the whole day there, um, and the, the music fest starts at 10, but the music starts at 11. But vendors will be ready at 10. The food will be ready between 10 and 11. Music starts at 11 o'clock and then goes, you know, all day except for when, you know, they're changing sets until 7 o'clock at night. So it's going to be a nice all-day affair. Bring your lawn chairs and, you know, bring your kids and come on and have a good time. Speaking of good time, let us have a good time. Let us listen to, uh, I don't even want to say my second favorite, but also my favorite, musician on the pagan community. They all are. That's the truth. You got me. Uh, let's listen to Celia. And this is a song I play, I will say, almost every show. And if you don't like it, tough luck. Uh, <laughs> because I show. love I love my Everyday Goddess, and we're going to listen to Celia with Everyday Goddess. We will be right back with Tracy and more about the Fox Valley Pagan Pride in just about three minutes. We'll be right back. There no big deal. And this is Everyday Goddess. She's 
to Pagans Tonight. Pagans unite on Pagans Tonight. Many paths, one network. For over five years, we've been the place to connect with the best, brightest, and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night is Pagans Tonight. And we're back here live in Lunatic Mondays, Lunas Lunaticos. My name is Laura Gonzalez. Whether in English or in Espanol, whether in English or in Espanol, we're under the same moon. Aquí en Lunes Lunáticos, here on Lunatic Mondays, we're under the same moon, bajo la misma luna. International Payment Community bringing to you a bilingual show. How crazy is that? How crazy is that? Anyway, Tracy, how are you? I am wonderful. Welcome back. And, um, you know, I want to invite you, Tracy, if you want to stay a little longer we're going to have the reading for the week. I do a tarot reading for the week. And I also have the room reading for the week uh, brought to us by Amanda Hamlin. And those come towards the end of the show. But I, want, I don't want you to go before you can tell me a little bit more about uh, entry prices. Um, what is the cost of, of seeing all these beautiful artists uh, perform at the Fox Valley Pig and Pride? What kind of vendors are you going to have, et cetera? Tell us a little bit okay. more about everything. Oh, absolutely. And I will definitely stay for the reading. Um, that's one of the – I'm trying to develop my own tarot reading, and it's slow. It doesn't come intuitively to me. Um, but, okay, the cost the cost of this – okay, drum roll, you know, um, is free. <laughs> free, F-R-E-E, free. Um, because, frankly, we love people. We are asking people to make a, a love donation. Um, and what that is, is if you have a free $5, well, then put the $5 in the hat. If you have a free 30 then put the $30 in the hat. You know what I mean? If you don't have any money and you just want to come enjoy the camaraderie of people and listen to music, well, then please do so. Um, and we, you know, we do fundraisers. Uh, we have some sponsors um, that are helping with this, and you know, Pagan Pride has their own fundraisers. But we did not want the cost of, you know, a, a ticket to derail somebody from being able to just come and enjoy themselves and to um, to be a part of this. So we will be passing a hat if you can help, you know, great. If not, then don't worry about it. Um, now, as far as vendors go, I'm really, really excited to say that we have both pagan and non-pagan vendors. So we're going to have, you know, of course, me, <laughs> you know, aromatherapy. We have some herbalists that are going to be there. We have many different kinds of jewelry. We have people that, um, a, a wood crafter, um, we have um, the, the the tarot and the readers and the Reiki, um, but we have a lady that makes purses, too, really just divine purses. Um, and there's a very eclectic mix of, of vendors there. So, you know, come in and check out the wares and, you know, learn how people do their craft. Um, and that's kind of one of the funnest things to do at festivals is to be able to meet, you know, the people instead of just ordering online. That's so impersonal. 
you know, meet the people that make the craft. Um, bring your drum if you can, because um, Kathy from um, one of our groups from Sentinel Grove is, they're going to do a drum circle. So, you know, bring your drum. Oh. Um we have a, a girl, and for the life of me, I cannot remember her name. She's going to teach a belly dance class, like in between the musicians. So if you ever want, always wanted to learn how to belly dance, um, now's your chance. I, I will not be doing that because I'd probably throw it a hip and end up in the hospital. <laughs> Let us not do that. And I see you have a – I'm sorry. I'm, I'm still nursing a cough. Um, you don't do that on live podcast, by the way, but I'm sorry. Um, I'm very intrigued by this, uh, reader's tent. This is yeah. so unique thing. And, and whose idea and how do you all came about that? And that is like saves with cost and saves with, uh, you know, it helps us get to know each other. I'd love to know other colleagues and, people who do different kinds of divination or healing. And that seems very interesting. So tell us about the reader's tent. Well, isn't that kind of neat um, that on the past Pagan Pride, um, our readers have had a separate room. And the we don't have that this year. We didn't have a separate room and um, for them to go to. And a lot of readers, they don't have their own tents. They don't have their own canopies. You know they don't they don't do a lot of outside work. So we thought, well, let's just set up a ten by twenty, and let the readers that want to be in this ten by twenty have their own little five by five area. Um, we do have some readers that are in their own ten by ten canopy, um, but yeah, it, it's it's kind of neat. Um, you know, we have somebody doing chakra work and aura photography. Uh, that's gonna. I I need to get my aura photographed. I've always wanted to do that. Um, you know, we have you know Dante is the card reader. Uh, Mooncat is just really so very gifted. Very 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 gifted medium. Um, and so that's kind of neat. Um, and all of these the people in the Fox Valley area know everybody that's going to be in the reader tent, they all have their own little following. So, um, and I personally, like you think that, you know, you like seeing what other readers are doing and, you know, meeting, you know, like-minded people. I think the energy that's going to be inside of this reader's tent is going to be phenomenal. And if energy had a, if you could see the color of the energy coming off, I mean, if you could photograph it, um, just, It'd be magnificent. So that's the reader's tent. So hopefully, maybe someday you can be a part of that in the future. We'd love to. You know what? Love to have you. I am already planning for 2018, and why not? Let's flag that and and think about it because this is a one-day event, and all we have to do is find the ride. So people from Chicago, if you want to go, hello, 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 take me <laughs> with you. <laughs> I don't drive. <laughs> You know, I don't drive. I'm, I, I always say that I'm waiting for uh, scientists and technology to come up with the teletransportation. Everything we've seen on Star Trek and 
Uh, all of this shows that we're futuristic back then. They have made everything. Where is the right. transportation? Come on. You know, eventually, you know, it's going to be like, I'm yeah, like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. You know, he breaks up into a million tiny pieces and he gets transported through a TV. Only you're not going to, you know, shrink into nothingness. <laughs> Yeah. But you live in Chicago. You don't have to drive down there. You just, you know, take an Uber, take a taxi. <gasps> Three-hour taxi will be a, a lot of money. But anyway, it will happen <laughs> when it happens, and I will be thrilled to be part of it. And uh, as I'm thrilled of being part of all this uh, pagan community and our divination community uh, or diviners or people that are doing this for healing, is, I can tell you, from experience, it is an amazing job. And since we're going on that tangent now, would you like to listen to our room reader for the week? I would. All right. So here is Amanda Hamlin with the room reading for the week of June 12th. We'll be right back. So for this week's rune reading, the heart of the matter is Ansu's. This rune means mouth. It is the rune of communication, of interaction, negotiation, compromise. However, for this week, Ansu's is reversed. This is not a good sign. It basically means lots of negative influences in interpersonal interactions. It refers to deception, breaking down of negotiations, gossip and tail-bearing, basically anything where two or more people talk to each other will not work out well. So what is to be done? In what to do, we have Iwas reversed. Now, Iwas is a rune that in a lot of ways is similar to Ansu's, though slightly different. Uh, it is a rune of travel. It pictographically actually depicts a horse, but it therefore refers to messages being relayed as well and is also a rune of cooperation and interpersonal interactions. It is a rune of teamwork. It, it refers to the shared goal and the working together of the horse and the rider. Uh, so what this is saying, because it's reversed, is what to do is don't do those things. Don't become involved in the messages and tail-bearing. Don't try to become part of a cooperative team right now because the communication is not there and things will end up not working out the way you intended. The other rune in what to do is Othala, which is also reversed. And Othala is usually the rune of property, of inheritance. However, when it is reversed, it refers to not having these things, and this translates to not being able to rely on assistance from others. That um, Othala reversed means, first of all, don't attempt to use money to solve the problem. Don't attempt to use the system. But on a larger picture than that, it means don't rely on others. You must be self-sufficient in this system, in this situation, obviously. Given the other runes that we're seeing here showing that attempts to work with others will not be fruitful at this time. So this means, you know, stand strong on your own, be self-sufficient. In what not to do, we have Raid Hull, which 
is another one of the communication runes. It's actually where our word radio comes from because it is the transmitting of information. It's also a rune of travel similar to Ihwa's, and it's a rune that has connotations of leadership. Again, you know, this is communication, messages, news, information, working with others. Radho is upright and in what not to do. In, in this spread, there is a certain amount of runes that are in what to do, but are reversed, become what not to do, and likewise, runes that are reversed in what not to do, become what to do. So we have these two runes, Ihwaz and Radho, that mean very similar things in a lot of ways. One in each, the one in what not to do is upright, the one in what to do is reversed. Very strongly indicating this is what not to do. And this means do not accept a leadership role. Do not rely on others, as Osala said. Do not become involved in the gossip and tale-bearing. Do not pass on information that you may have that you don't know the source of. It may not be accurate. Uh, basically, not a good time to run the communication channel. And the final rune we have is Dog, which usually is a very positive rune. It represents dawn, the sunrise, entering into a new positive phase, you know, gradual increase and move towards success. But it's in what not to do, which means that now is not the time to be pushing forward, to be working towards goals, to be starting on new ventures. Because with all the interpersonal and communication opposition that go is going on, this will probably not be fruitful at this time. The one path that you could make progress on is the self-sufficiency. Again, any plan that you have right now that involves working with others, now is not a good time for that. So this is a time to hold fast, to turn inwards, to consider yourself and take care of yourself and not get caught up in the crap that is going out of the rest of the world. Uh, so that is the energy for this week. I am Amanda Hamlin. I do room readings remotely or we can arrange in person. Please Feel free to visit my website at www.runeworksbyamanda.wordpress.com or you may call me at 773-609-4233. Thank you very much. And there you have it. That was the room reading by Amanda, Room Works by Amanda. And now we're going to go to the reading for the week of June 12, 2017 for Lunatic Mondays, courtesy of Tarot by Laura Gonzalez. Tendency, Page of Swords. Oh, the energies of spring and summer are inspiring you to go out and about, to learn new things and to take it all in. Make sure you also communicate clearly with everyone around you. Those energies might be very distracting and your impetuous spirit could get you into some misunderstandings. What to do, Knight of Cups. It's time to move on and to appreciate the beauty and love that surrounds you. After all, you are already thinking about moving, as the page of source indicates. Enjoy the ride and have fun. Uh, this card could also represent a person who is seeking your favor, love, and attention. Dot, dot, dot. What not to do, the full reverse. Don't hold back. This is a good omen for new beginnings. If the Knight of Cups is actually a pretender, the full reverse is telling you to take a leap of faith. If you're already in a relationship, why not have a vacation or a time to have fun? Enjoy the season. 
Best of fortune to you all. I utilize the tarot, uh, Ryder White Smith, and you can find me at www.brujalauragonzalez, that is V as in boy, R-U-J-A, lauragonzalez.com. Now, uh, let me tell you that both Amanda and I will be next Friday, Friday the 16th. Amanda and I, along with Christina Puccio and uh, Danny, oh, I forgot her last name, uh, Danny Elizabeth, we are going to be at TN Tarot at Nightcap Coffee Bar here in Chicago on 18th Street, 1738 West 18th Street. We will be doing TN Tarot. Uh, obviously, Amanda will be doing runes. Christina is going to be doing tea leaf readings, and Danny is going to be doing astrology readings. All those readings are sample readings. They're $10 each, and longer readings, longer readings are available by request. Also, if you're in the Chicagoland area, you can find me at Nightcap Coffee Bar every Tuesday from 12 to 6. You can find me also on Albany Park at World Tree Healing on Thursdays. And you can find me at Sadnam Yoga on Sundays by appointment only. And if you are not in Chicago, but you want to do a remote reading, let me remind you my phone number, 630-506-1758. I live very, very close to my phone and also to my Facebook. You can go ahead and like my Tarot by Laura Gonzalez page and learn where I am, what am I doing. Uh, the next event that I have is TN Tarot, so if you don't catch me on Tuesday at Nightcap, you sure can catch me on Friday. So, my dear Tracy, guess what? You're what? not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. I did not listen to Amanda's room reading. I I just had the file uploaded, and I just listened with with all of you at the same time. And uh-huh. she talks so much about not gossiping. And then my reading was also about uh, careful with communication. And when that kind of thing happened, it's because the message is strong. So <laughs> how do you like the reading, Fanny? You know, actually, I really loved it because I need to be reminded of that all the time. I, I'm one that's very easy to miscommunicate. Um, my brain moves a hundred times faster than my mouth, and um, I sometimes speak way, way, way too fast and don't communicate effectively. Um, so I, these were perfect for me. They were speaking to me like everybody else probably thinks. You know, <laughs> you know I always say when the person is ready, when the person is ready to get the healing through whichever divination system the message is going to get to them. And I always tell people, you know, because this is a podcast, it's a live podcast, but it's a podcast nonetheless. And a a person might listen to this show within a month, within a year, within six hours. And the messages apply because when Mm -hmm. you are listening to it is because you need to listen to this. And I believe wholeheartedly that the messages apply even when you get to hear it I don't know, six months later, you know, uh, it happens that when I post my weekly readings on Instagram, um, people like them and, and they're like, Oh my God, this is so spot on. And I'm like, that was the reading from last month, but I'm glad it works for you. you know? 
<laughs> hey, if you're meant to do it, you're meant. If you're meant to hear it, you're meant to hear it. So. No kidding. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. I'm gonna have so to you, get down to Chicago just to get one from you in person. Oh, absolutely. I also do Skype and phone, uh, but I know most people like to do in person and to get the whole, you know, Sarah by Laura Gonzalez experience. <laughs> Believe right. me, when I when I do it on Skype, it's it's uh, part of me for saying it, but it's just as good. Um, but yeah, it's, there's nothing like interacting with one another, and then. Obviously, the hugs, I've been told that I'm a great hugger. Uh, Hunter Dahl knows. He, he's uh, one of our greatest uh, listeners here on Lunatic Mondays. And he passed by Chicago the other day, and I'm like, hey, I need to see you. Give you a hug. So it happened. I'm a hugger. I have to be careful because some people don't like to be hugged. So I usually, <laughs> I usually announce myself like, I'm going I'm to hug you. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah, I'm here and I'm gonna hug you. Well, see, I'm I'm a I'm a very touchy feely kind of person too, and in another time and place that would be very inappropriate. But thankfully, with most of our friends, that's okay. Uh. Yeah, I I encountered that most pagans are very well. We're into nature, and you know, we we are into this. Uh, you know, we were in San Luis last week, and everyone was melting. And people were just hugging, just saying, like, who cares? It's nature, you know. Right. Uh, speaking of our, of our live listeners, you know, I I was so nervous at the beginning of the show that I forgot to mention. Uh, so I want to mention them. I already mentioned Hunter Dowell, Darren, who are uh, always in this show, and also Reverend Aisha. She came a little bit late, but she's also always listening live. Thank you all for being here. Thank you so much, Tracy, for being here tonight well, and talking to us about. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I appreciate it. It was a blast. And either we can make it to the Fox Valley Pig and Pride or not in person. Know that in spirit, we're going to be there with you, and obviously oh, wishing all of the wishing all of the artists success, uh, talent they have. We just wish them success, and to you too, and to your enterprise. Uh, people, please buy your stuff from pagan people who know what they're doing. Don't go to the big box healing corporations because we already talked about that. I'm not going to go into that anymore. <laughs> so thank you, Tracy, so much, and good luck and good fortune to you. And I'm going to uh, let you say goodbye to your audience tonight. Well, many blessings, everybody. I hope that you have a, a beautiful night and a beautiful day tomorrow. And uh, know that we just all love you. And thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for telling us the good news about the uh, uh, Fox Valley Pig and Pride. I will put you in mute now. We're going to say goodbye tonight with some music. Obviously, we're going to say goodbye with uh, some music by Wendy Rule. Um, let me see. I think she's talk about horses, and I don't know if we have horses. Of course, we don't have horses. Why do I look and want the music that I don't have? Okay, so that's not gonna work. How about uh something with Kellyanna and Wendy Rule? This is the Ash Group. My name is Laura Gonzalez. I thank you all for listening to Lunatic Mondays. Obviously, thank you so much to Wendy Rule for being here on the first hour of the show. 
Thank you, Tracy Wood, for being in the second hour. Thank you to Amanda Hamlin for that wonderful room reading. And thank you to all the listeners who are listening live or will listen later on the podcast. This is uh, Wendy Rule and Kellyanna with the Ash Grove. And I'll say goodbye tonight. Until next week, don't forget, you are loved. Good night. Tonight.